This week, Mayor John Tory announced the city's plans to build a brand new 21-acre park in the heart of downtown Toronto. What does this mean for condo investors and what should you do about it? Find out on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Well, welcome back to the show. So John Tory gets up in front of the microphone and surprises everyone with this huge announcement this week that the city has plans to build a new 21-acre park on top of the rail, the CN Rail uh, corridor in downtown Toronto. This announcement seemed to come out of nowhere. Uh, these kind of announcements are usually leaked or people hear about them long before they're ever announced. Uh, they did a fantastic job of not doing that this time, and, and everyone in the uh, sort of urban real estate development uh condo community was uh, surprised by this very interesting and potentially exciting, amazing, game-changing. I mean, the adjectives uh, people are throwing around in the media and the press and in the industry are huge. This is, And I would 100% agree, this is potentially a major, major, um, for lack of a better term, even though it's been used a lot, game-changing type of a project for the city, for the downtown and certainly for the areas immediately adjacent to where this park will be. So I want to talk about a few things on this podcast. Of course, you can read all the news articles. You can talk to your friends. You can go on Twitter and whatnot. All that stuff is already out there in terms of what's going on with this. But as usual, I want to take this information from a condo investor's perspective and give you my thoughts on it. And and so we're going to do that today on this episode of the podcast. So I'm going to talk about three different things. One is what we know about this, first of all. Number two is what I think about this. And number three is what condo investors should do. So what we know, what I think, and what condo investors should do. Okay, so let's start with what we know what we know about this uh, proposed park. First of all, it's important to start no, to know that it is proposed. This is not uh, planned. This is not paid for, certainly, already. Uh, this is not, um, you know, this is not uh, the city of building a new sidewalk or something. This is a major, major undertaking, and this is just the very first step. Uh, the city is basically saying, we want to do this. We intend to tr- make this happen. Uh, and we're working on the first steps they're doing is creating basically um, like a a study type of report to to analyze the feasibility and the cost of doing this and figuring out the budgeting of how the money would be raised to make it happen. So that's where they're at right now. Um, It's it's an idea, it's it's a vision. Um, It's got the full support of the mayor and obviously the local councillor, Joe Cressy, for this area. So what else do we know? We know it's going to be 21 acres in size. Um, that is a very large, but not, um, you know, not uh, astronomically sized sort of a park. But it's 21 acres, which is going to make it a very significant park in the downtown core. It's uh, located between 
They want to build it between Bathurst Streets and Blue Jays Way. And it's going to go underneath Spadina on its way between Bathurst and Blue Jays Way. Blue Jays Way is that street that um, basically runs right into the Sky Dome. It's uh, Peter Street. It used to be known just as Peter Street, and it is still known as Peter Street. North of King, I believe. North of King, it changes uh, back to Peter Street. Uh, but it was named Blue Jays Way, I guess, back in the early 90s when they won their championships there. Um, so between Bathurst and Blue Jays Way, um, obviously City Place is the major development um, in that general area. On the south side between Bathurst and Spadina, you've got the majority of City Place. You've also got the original City Place buildings from back in the late 90s. Uh, on Front Street, on the no- on the south side of Front Street, which would be on the north side of the tracks uh, between Spadina and Blue Jays Way. And there's plenty of, uh, I'll include links and everything to the visuals uh, for this um, for this uh, proposed park on the show notes for this episode, which you can always get at truecondos.com forward slash podcast. You can see the show notes for this episode and all the episodes of the podcast. We also know that, again, um, the, the in order to make this happen, the city you can't just do it. They have to, the, the, the rail lines are owned by uh, CN Rail, and they also own the air rights, which is something we don't hear a lot about in Toronto, air rights, uh, which is something you hear a lot about in, in cities like New York, where... Uh, they've been building buildings on top of other things for many, many decades. Um, but in Toronto, we're now, you'll hear, you'll probably hear that term more and more in the years to come as more and more projects and the density increases downtown, more and more projects will be built on top of other things existing. Uh, 488 University was is, is one condo building that's under construction that's being built on top of an existing commercial office building. Uh, on University Avenue there. That's one example, but uh, this is another, obviously, with the park where they would have to build on top of the rail line, so they would build a platform, a deck. So they're calling it Rail Deck Park for now. Um, and uh, they would um, build this platform um, of you know concrete and steel and, and build an entire park on top of that. Very, very interesting, very big idea, very exciting. Um, it's going to, what else do we know? We know it's going to cost, according to their estimates, tens of millions of dollars per acre. So at 21 acres, you're looking at, if you're interpreting that, it's probably somewhere between 400 and, say, $800 million um, in today's Canadian dollars, which is a lot of money obviously it goes without saying um they're saying it could take four to five years to complete which to me doesn't sound like a lot at all i mean it takes four to five years to complete a condo building uh so to build a 21 acre park on top of an existing rail line um obviously uh, at first glance i think that's pretty optimistic but um let's get more into that in a moment but those are the things that we know so far about this park. Um, and we also know from that other, it's not a, the first time that this has been done. Other 
cities have done similar things where they build parks on top of other things. The most notable example, if you've ever been to Chicago, amazing city that Toronto is often compared to. Um, it's a Great Lake city, uh, similar size to Toronto. Um, it's a, got a great vibrant downtown similar to Toronto. It's, it's, you know, it's got a sort of a, maybe an arguably better waterfront than Toronto, but, um, Chicago has built Millennium Park, uh, in the past, uh, decade, I want to say it was completed. And that's a similar thing where they built on top of parking garage and uh, I believe a bus station, some rail lines. So they built this amazing world-class famous park that everyone is, uh, anyone's been to Chicago has been to this park. It's really a gathering point for the city. It's all the tourists go there. Everybody's taking pictures and, and putting it on all their Facebook and everything. Like this is the spot you go to when you're in Chicago. Um, and that's to me the closest, closest example. There's New York has done, um, other similar projects as well, but not exactly like this, but, but, uh, Millennium Park in Chicago would be very similar. So that's what we know about it. What now, number two, what do I think? Well, I want to let you know what I think. I'm sure you're, you're, that's one of the reasons why you listen to the podcast. You want to know what I think. So here's what I think. Um, I think it will get built, first of all. I do think that this will happen. Um, I think it just makes too much sense. It's, uh, as, as land is becoming more and more scarce downtown, as we talk about all the time, it's just a glaringly obvious spot to build on downtown is these rail lines. They're right in the center of downtown. Um, the big problem, you know, the location is perfect for development, but the problem with it is that they're active rail lines and they... Um, make it that you can't obviously build on it because they're active rail lines but they're just it's just sort of land that's sitting there underutilized undeveloped um and we have the technology we have the means to now build on top of it and and financially it's it's become it's starting to make more and more sense every year as prices of real estate continue to go up it's making more and more sense to look at building on top of things as i mentioned air rights um, so I definitely think that this will get built. I hope that it will get built in four to five years from now, but I think it'll probably take more like five to 10 years to actually get built from now, but that's okay. 10 years is really not that far away. When you think about something as major as this, it takes, you know, probably 15 years to to build a new subway line uh, from from the moment that funding is confirmed till it's actually open for business. So um, five to 10 years to me for something like this, which would be a huge asset to the city would be fantastic. What I really like about it is that, and it's something that people are starting to talk about, but not, not uh, a whole lot, but it can be extended. So this can be a growing park. Um, you know, we live in a sort of an app based society where you buy a phone and you can download all these apps and things, your phone, your device, and it becomes better and better over time. It's a similar kind of concept I see here with this park where you can, you know, basically start building one section at a time of this park and it can get bigger and bigger over time. And eventually you could have the, uh, an incredible, you can imagine an incredible park space along on top of these rail lines, you know, all the way out to, you know, say Liberty Village to the west, right through to um, the West Donlands and, and the Don Valley in the east. 
Um, and it's very interesting to to think about it from that perspective, how we've got these this growing city that is completely surrounding these this uh, rail corridor on both sides. Why don't we start to uh, connect the two halves of the city, so to speak? Because these rail lines really divide um, are a source of uh, phys- major physical barrier division between the different neighborhoods downtown. And this park could connect all those neighborhoods together and just be a huge, fantastic, amazing resource for the city um, uh, for generations, you know, forever. Um, what else do we think? I think it'll make the neighborhoods, again, immediately surrounding it, greatly improved and greatly uh, increase their desirability. The values in those areas will will uh, seriously increase um, compared to what they would otherwise uh, if this park does get approved and does go in. I mean, you can imagine, especially the most obvious example, of course, is City Place. City Place is one of the biggest criticisms of City Place. Uh, it's had its many critics over the years, but one of the biggest things is just how it it feels cut off and it physically is it is cut off. It's cut off from the uh, sort of the rest of downtown because because it's on the other side of the tracks, right? So if this park comes in and you're connecting to the city via a park, I mean, it's it's a huge win for City Place in the years to come, and I think it, it greatly increases the desirability of, of City Place as a neighborhood. Um, you can imagine, uh, you know, waking up in, in City Place and you work in the financial district, instead of having to, you know, cross over rail tracks and fight through traffic and streetcars and all this kind of thing. Imagine now in the future, you can walk or cycle or, you know, skateboard or rollerblade or whatever you want to do through a park all the way into the downtown core and boom, you're at your office. So hop out of your condo, you know, 10 minute walk, the entire walk being through a park and then you're at your office. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool to think about um, as as uh, as an amazing place to live and experience the city, um, the live work play sort of aspects of the city. So all in all, I'm hugely in favor of this. I really hope it happens. I do recognize it's probably going to cost way more money than anyone thinks, and it's probably going to take way longer than anyone thinks. But I also, from a real estate perspective, just I understand and I see what is happening in the downtown core. I understand and see the the price of land just skyrocketing, and it just makes so much sense for the city to to uh, to start this process now uh, because it's it's definitely going to make more and more. Um, economic sense you could say uh, to to build uh, a park in this such a fashion moving forward um, I do think that it's going to take a lot of partnership uh, and and um, integration of the private sector to make this happen if you look at Millennium Park in Chicago I mean huge reason why that project uh, got built even though it was way over budget was because of private donations you go there uh, and I've been there and one of the things you notice right away is just there's um, and it's you know it's a more of an American thing, but I think we really have to look at this more as Canadians is is involving the the private sector more into our uh, public infrastructure projects like this. You go to Chicago Millennium Park, and you see signs everywhere for all the 
millionaires and billionaire, you know, benefactors, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, all these people who um, donated millions and millions and millions to uh, to making the park happen. And they get to put their names and their stamps all over everything. And, and it's a bit of a vanity project, obviously, for them. I say, great, bring it on. I mean, <laughs> if, if, uh, if there's billionaire Canadian billionaires out there that want to make a mark and, and leave a legacy and they want to donate, you know, 20, 30 million dollars uh, and have a huge sign or a statue or whatever they want or some trees named after them, I say, bring it on, go for it. Who cares? Uh, the, no, I don't, I don't care when I'm in a park and I see names of donors or, or even corporate sponsors, this tree brought to you by Rogers communications or whatever. Fine. Uh, it, it's that, th- if that's what it takes to, uh, build an amazing resource that is going to be, uh, an, an asset to the city and, and a draw internationally for people to Toronto for, you know, the next hundred years. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's get as much private money involved as we can. I'm all for it. Um, and uh, everybody knows that we don't have the money to to build this thing solely through public funds. It's just uh, it's just not a not going to happen if we try to do it that way. Okay, so that's what we know. That's what I think. And now I want to finish with what should condo investors do. First of all, uh, as condo investors, we this is the kind of trends, these are the kind of projects we really need to keep our eyes on. We really need to stay ahead of the curve and understand what's happening before these things happen and think strategically. So, um, like I said, I, I do believe that this kind of a project, it is going to happen. Um, so, obviously, it makes sense to start thinking about as investors investing in that area, immediately in that area, um, to benefit from this major project that is going to happen. And and again, we want to be thinking long-term strategically as investors. And that is, uh, this is a perfect example of how we can do that. Um, you want to look at, you know, what's, what's happening in the area. Well, city place is largely all built out. Um, there will be the final city place buildings will be where the city place sales center is, which is, um, uh, Spadina and, uh, uh, Spadina and, and, and the rail tracks there essentially on the south side, there will be uh, the final major tower and everything of City Place will be built there. So that will certainly be one to watch. Um, there's been a lot of talk, of course, about the well development at Front and Spadina on the north side of the tracks. Front and Spadina is a massive project called the Well um, and Tridel recently uh, with some other partners, Tridel purchased the um, residential rights uh, of that property to build several um, towers at the well development front in Spinina. So that perhaps will come out, uh, I want to say, in 2017. So that's certainly one to watch and to look at. Um, and with this announcement, you know, the prices of the units at the well probably just shot up. Uh, the Tridel's probably very happy that this announcement was made because they uh, closed this deal before it was made, I'm, I'm guessing. So they might be uh, they might be thrilled that uh, their asset that they just purchased uh, is probably going to increase a lot in, in end prices of what they can sell these units for because of it. But uh, let's not forget what we can what we have right now. One of my favorite projects of the past. Uh, year or so, a project that I have invested in personally 
that um, I recommend my own friends and family to invest in. And I am actually the number one selling agent in the project. I've sold so many units there. Um, and that is Minto West Side. And Minto West Side is right at uh, Front and Bathurst. It is poised to be, you know, right at the gateway of this brand new park, um, right at the doorstep of it. And it's, it's right at your doorstep if you're living at Minto West Side. And they do have great, fantastic units still available there. So if you're interested in investing in something right now, a building that's under construction that will be completed in about two and a half years, I highly recommend uh, Minto West Side is a great investment opportunity. So you'd like more details on that, send me an email, andrew at truecondos.com or call me 416, call text 416-371-2333. And I'd love to get you the investor's investor package on Minto West Side to take a look at um, taking advantage of this amazing announcement of the, the new park, which will be right at the doorstep of the building. Um, and just generally speaking, uh, you know, again, this, this is, it's another good reminder. Like, I don't know when the well is coming out, but I'm sure whatever it comes out with, which is right next to Minto West side, the prices are going to be, you know, they're going to be much higher. They're going to be much higher than whatever Minto West side is coming out as they're just look at the price that Tridel and, and these developers are paying for the land. They have to price it high. They must, um, economics just to make any money, it, it's going to be priced very high. So again, the days of $600 to $650 per square foot downtown are nearly over. So if you're still able to purchase brand new uh, condos in great locations from a good builder like Minto Westside for, um, you know, for around $600 per square foot, or, or 650 per square foot. That is a fantastic, fantastic investment, if you ask me. The prices, I believe, are going to rise significantly over the next two, three years. So if you're still able to find this type of um, real estate at these types of prices, the time to get in is now. Um, we will definitely look back at this year in a couple of years and say, wow, I can't believe that we could have, at, we could have or that we did Hopefully, we did purchase those units at those prices um, uh, back in 2016 because, wow, look at how much things have grown in just a couple of years. All right, so there you have it. There's my thoughts on the new Rail Deck Park. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found something in interesting and insightful in today's episode. And if you did, why don't you go ahead and share this podcast with somebody you know who may be thinking about investing in a condo downtown. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, I hope you have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.